0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the what I Live for podcast and today we're talking about weight loss mistakes before we get into that if you want to follow me on instagram you can follow me on instagram at Willie gillis if you have any questions comments or concerns for the podcast you can email me at what I live for podcasts at gmail.com and we'll get right into it so uh, weight loss mistakes. So I, I've been on this weight loss journey, uh, since 2011. Uh, I actually started my weight loss journey for the first time, uh, really given my all. It was January 6th, 2011. And I've learned a lot over the last almost 10 years, just trying to lose weight. And I wrote these, these, the, the I wrote this list of like things down that I thought that um, if I was starting out again, um, I would try to avoid these mistakes. And I I think that um, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram just uh, making a lot of these mistakes. And I think that I wanted to kind of just put it into it like a podcast episode and uh, just put this out there um, just as reference. So if somebody had any kind of questions or anything about weight loss, I think this would help a lot of people. So. I have a I have about five to six points on here, but I'm gonna go to the first one, which is, um, first the first weight loss, the first weight loss mistake is lack of food tracking and either or, food journaling. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to weight loss, and I and I've learned this over the last ten years, is that when it comes to weight loss, it really all comes down to a calorie deficit. Um. And, and with that, you really need to know how much food you're eating. And I know there's things out there like intuitive eating. And I think for, I think for a lot of people, that doesn't work. I, I think if I put 10 people in the lineup right now, I could probably say two people could do it. So 80% of y'all could not do this. So when it comes to and I'm talking about um, intuitive eating, but when it comes to intuitive eating, I think that that's like a very special skill um, for a slim amount of people uh, when it comes to like weight loss. And I, like I said, I've only seen it work from maybe two out of the 10 people that I know. And I think for the majority of us, um, especially with a lot of us having to lose 50, 60, hundred, 200 pounds um, for weight loss, I think that having some kind of log of what you're actually eating uh and what you're actually drinking i, th- I think that that works better um for me i've used uh in the past I've, i used lose it and uh and that's what I currently use now um I know a lot of people who use my fitness pillow. i've tried that and it and it works just as well um you you kind of have to choose what works for you i, I think that it, as long as you're putting down what you're actually eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, extra snacks, whatever you're eating. Like I, I feel like you need to have some kind of visual representation of whatever you're putting into your body. And I think that with weight loss, a lot of people think they can just go gung ho and not have that information just out there to, um, to kind of reference. Um, and for me, like I, for me, I, I, pre-track so what that means is when I wake up in the morning uh, well I'll, I'll kind of backtrack but on Sunday I meal prep and for the most part on Sundays I will meal prep um, like a bulk uh, a bulk dinner so it'll be some kind of protein um, and then I will cook vegetables you know the day that I actually eat it and then I have some kind of carb so which lately has been potatoes um, or you can do rice or whatever you want to do, like whatever your preference is. like whatever, if you're keto, you probably won't go towards the carbs. You'll probably go towards more fats or anything like that. So, um, for me, I bulk a lot of stuff in the beginning of the week and then I kind of pick and choose. And it's the same thing for my lunches. Um, uh, my lunches consist of some kind of protein, usually about six to eight ounces of some kind of protein. Um, some kind of carb, which is like I said, it's usually been potatoes and then a vegetable. And that's, that's the main way I do my lunches and my dinners. And then breakfast is made the day of, which is usually three or so eggs and then some kind of vegetable. And then I kind of make a scramble out of that. So that's what I usually eat, um, for the most part, five days a week. Uh, and then on the weekends, I kind of change it up because I want not to have the same kind of food, um, and, and, and that's one thing you have to do. You have to kind of switch up things. You have to kind of switch up what you eat. Um, you can't eat the same things every day, you know, six, seven days a week. Uh, it, it, you would you would just get tired of it. Um, and for me, like five days a week of that, it's fine. Um, but like I said, with the, with the uh, pre-tracking, um, so today, I'm recording this on Wednesday, so the day before you hear it. So Wednesday, I woke up. I knew exactly what I was going to have for breakfast. I knew what I was going to have for lunch. I knew what I was going to have for dinner and then any kind of snacks or anything in between. I already knew what I was going to have. And I will go ahead and pre-track all of that. Um, and here's a kicker. You don't have to follow. And, and I've seen this with a lot of people. You don't have to follow exactly what you, what you plan to eat. Cause think about it. If the power goes out and you can't make, your egg scramble in the morning, what are you gonna do? You gotta find some way to replace that meal that you had planned with something completely different. So um, you, you can't follow that 100% to the T, because it's gonna drive you crazy. So what I usually do, like I said, is I pre-track everything from breakfast, to lunch, dinner, snacks, uh, if something changes, like if I go to work and they buy us lunch, for, for if they buy us lunch, And I feel like I can eat that uh, that fits into like my my macros and to my calories. And I will erase what I had for lunch and then I will go ahead and pre-track whatever I think lunch is going to be. And then I'll eat lunch. Um, And that's worked really well for me. And the reason why I do that is I don't want to have to worry about what am I having for breakfast? What am I having for lunch? What am I having for dinner? Because the thing about weight loss is. If you, if you have all that mental energy on, I got to figure out what I got to eat for this, 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 and this. So like, if you already have that pre-tracked, you don't have to worry about that. That's one less thing you have to worry about throughout your day. Cause like, let's be real, you're probably already busy. You probably have like kids to deal with and school and work and spouses. And you don't want to have to be worried about what am I going to eat on top of this? So like, if you kind of erase that, from a to-do list that you already have to do. Like if it's already pre-made and all you have to do is grab and go, then it saves you so much time. Um, and, and that's worked well for me in the past and it's worked for me now. Um, and I think that a lot of people try to, and, and I know people who don't, who don't like to do leftovers and I, and I get that. Like if you don't like to do leftovers, maybe plan a couple of days of one meal and then a couple of days of another meal and kind of pre-track it. Like go ahead and, like have an idea of what you're going to have throughout the week. Um, like those old, like, I don't know, like those whiteboards where you kind of write down what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner or whatever. Um, do that. Like if that's, if that works for you, cause I know some people who just can't have the same things every single day that drives them that just, that just drives them insane. So I say do what works for you. Um, but make sure you track it somehow like in an app or in a notebook, um, kind of, you know, just write down like how many calories you're eating per per meal or per thing that you're eating. Um, and just figure out what your, what your calorie budget is. And, and for, for lose it. And for my fitness pal, I know a lot of those, like if you put your weight in and then how much you want to lose, it pretty much tells you how much you need to eat. Um, you don't have to worry about anything. Um, all you have to do is do the work that <laughs> it's telling you to do. So if it's saying, uh, for me, my calories are like 2100 right now. So like, I know I eat 2100 and I'm good. I, I lose two pounds a week. Um, that, that's, that, that works for me. So, uh, I hope that kind of helps you with, with like the food tracking. Cause I, I think food tracking is the number one thing that I see a lot of people. They're like, Oh, I don't have to track blah blah, blah blah, And they're like, Oh, I'm not losing any weight. That's probably why. Um, because you have no clue how many calories you're actually eating. Um, and, and that's a problem. Uh, the second point is that a lot of people use exercise as like their main way to lose weight. Like they, they prioritize exercise over food. Exercise is not exercise is not the main thing that you need to be doing. And I see a lot of this, like well, a lot of people go, I'm going to I'm going to do two sessions of exercise a day and then I'm, I kind of eat what I want. Like it doesn't it doesn't work like that. A calorie deficit doesn't work like that. Especially if you're burning a whole bunch of calories during exercise, but then you're eating like way over, um, with your food. Like that, that, that's not the balance. That's not the, your balance is completely off. Your balance is switched to the other way, which you're gaining weight. So like, you really have to think about this. Like if your food is not on point, but your exercise is, then that doesn't really help you. Um, unless you're burning like a, if you're, if you're doing a whole bunch of exercise, I get it. But if your food is like the opposite, the complete opposite, you're, you're not, you're not winning this game. <laughs> you're not winning this game at all. So, um, and I see people do like an hour or two hours, three hours of exercise. I'm like, you're just burning yourself out. And that, that doesn't work. Like, unless you love doing exercise and I get it, like, do it. Like, but just know that if the balance of of calories in versus calories out is off when it comes to your exercise and people are going to chastise me for just saying that, but if, if that balance is off, then you're, you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot. You're just like, you're doing all this extra work for just to do the work. And it's, and it's not worth it to you. If, if, if weight loss is your main goal, like if exercise is your main goal, do it. But if, if weight loss is your main goal, then you really should think about, you know, tracking your food first and then making sure you're in a calorie deficit and then doing whatever you're going to do. So, um, point number three, um, and I'm guilty of this because I'm guilty. This my first time around is ignoring strength training. And, <clears throat> and I wish I really would have done this the first time, but for me, the first time that I actually lost weight back in from 2011 to 2013, it, I mean, 2011 to 2012 was I just did straight cardio. I did cardio, all the time. All I did was treadmill, walk, cardio, that's it. (laughs) And I, and and then my food was on point. But other than that, I didn't do any kind of strength training. And, um, if you go back, if you, if you go back and search through my Instagram, you can probably find a picture of me. And at that point I was like 192 pounds and I was just all skin and bones. Like I was, there was no muscle definition. There was nothing There was just like, I was so focused on the number of what was on the scale and that's all I was focused on. I wasn't focused on how I was like looking or anything like that, that that's all I was focused on was trying to get that number on the scale to a certain point that I wanted it. And, and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you, you have to realize that with weight loss, um, that strength training will help you a lot more than just doing cardio because you're going to build muscle on top of you're going to build muscle while you're exercising. And then that muscle is going to help you burn more calories. Cause when you're doing strength training uh, and a lot of people don't know this, when you're doing strength training uh, while you're doing it, um, you're burning calories. And then when you're done for the next 48 hours, you're still burning calories because your muscle is trying to repair itself um, from that hard workout you had. So if you did something on Monday, it's going to take until Wednesday for your muscle to really repair. And you're going to be burning calories from Monday all the way to Wednesday. So uh, I, I think a lot of people don't know that, and it's, especially for women, I, I think that there's this misconception that if you lift weights, you're going to be bulky or you're going to be like, like kind of like like you're going to look manly, and that's not true. Because I know plenty of women who who strength train, like they do it three, four, five times a week, and they don't look they don't look manly at all. They they look like they they can beat you up like, like it, it, that that's that's what I think I, I I think that it it does help you it does it does help you in the long term and I think that a lot of women think that they're gonna get way too muscular and they're gonna look like a bodybuilder and things like that but that's that's not gonna happen because um it's a it's a lot harder for women to build muscle when it comes to like like being like muscular like that like it's like you're not gonna be a bodybuilder because unless you're taking t- testosterone or you're like just eating a lot of food, that's that's, and that's the same thing for men too. Like you're not going to be like muscular or anything like that. So just don't worry about that. Um, <clears throat> the, the next point is not, not being consistent. And this is, this is like my bread and butter. Like this is what I live, a this is what I live for. Um, I, th- I think that a lot of people like go two, three, four weeks and they're like, the scale's not moving or I-, I don't look any different. And the thing about it is this takes time. It's going, it's going to take, it might take eight weeks before you even, well, actually take this back. It might take, it might take eight weeks before somebody else sees a difference in you. And it might take 12 weeks before you start seeing a difference in you. Cause like. It, it's it's like said, it's going to take some time for your body to change and for you to actually see that change that you want in your body. And the the scale is just one part of the the whole thing. the The scale is one part. It's it's a tool. And I, I know a lot of people focus on the scale itself, um, but try this. Try measuring like your body parts. Try measuring your arms and your legs and seeing if that if that uh, you know, those measurements go down or if they go up or, or anything like that, see where, see where the changes from a different angle. Uh, like I said, the scale is one tool. That's one angle. And you should try to see if maybe I'm measuring like with measure, measure your muscles and stuff like that, measure your arms and your legs and stuff like that and see if there's a difference there and just be consistent with it. Like um, just be consistent with your weight loss in general. Like, like I said, make sure your food is right. Make sure if you, if you're just focused on food, make sure that's right. If you want to do food and exercise, make sure your food's right first. And then add on exercise as that complimentary, uh, calorie burn, like do that. Um, make sure you, yeah, make sure that you, um, you, you do exercise three to five days a week. Um, make sure like all this stuff, like just, you 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 have to be consistent with everything that you do. Um, you can't do it one day and then the next day be like, ah, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Like if you're always consistent, if you say I'm gonna work out three to five days a week, then work out three to five days a week. If you say you're gonna wake up at four AM, wake up at four AM. Um, if you say you're gonna eat the same meals five days a week, eat the same meals five days a week. I feel like that building this consistency and, and this has been this has been me for the last since February to now is that when I do the same things over and over and over, it just becomes more of a habit. It becomes automatic. Like I know when an alarm goes off at 4 a.m., I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to get a workout in, I'm going to come home, I'm going to you know, make my breakfast and then pack my lunch and then go. Um, and that's just my consistent morning routine. Uh, and then I have my gratitude list and journaling and stuff like that on top of that. So I, I just know being, doing the same thing every day, it, it works and doing it inconsistently, like doing it a, a day here and a day there and skipping a day. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily, it works, but it, it becomes harder. Um, and this thing that I heard and I think it was from James clear, but, uh, and, and make sure you go read the book atomic habits. Cause it, I think that it talks about this in the book, but, there is a concept of, 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 of doing stuff. Don't, don't miss doing stuff two days in a row. So, um, if you're the kind of person that says I'm going to wake up at 4am and and when you're hitting this today's Thursday, so you're going to wake up at 4am Thursday and then you're going to say, Oh, I don't want to wake up early uh, at 4am on Friday. Don't go, don't wake up at Saturday, which you probably will anyway, but don't get to the point where you miss Friday 4 a.m. wake up and you miss Saturday at 4 a.m. wake up. Because if you miss two days, you've, you've kind of kind of screwed yourself because you start to break your habit a little bit. And what you want to do is just make sure you don't miss two days. Cause once you miss two days, then it becomes easier for you to just not do something. Um, and, I think it was, I think it was like a, a Jerry Seinfeld thing. He was talking about don't break the streak. So, um, I, I think that, I think that works. I think that works very well. Uh, if you want to build some kind of new habit or anything like that, like you don't want to miss two days in a row because once you start missing two, then you can miss three, four, five, six, and then you're kind of starting over. So that, that's what I, that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't miss two days in a row. Um, the next point is lack of sleep and this is a big one and this is the one that I've really been learning over the last few weeks because uh if you've heard previous episodes I had a second job where I was like not getting more than six hours of sleep three days a week and I would like <laughs> and then like the, after the three days a week was up then I was like trying to make up sleep and you really should be getting somewhere between six to eight hours of sleep. And you know, some people need more than eight and then some people need, you know, less than seven. So like, it depends on how you're built and the kind of person you are, but, uh, you really need to get somewhere between six to eight hours of sleep. Um, I'll, if not every night, then almost every night. Cause I know something's happening and you just can't sleep. But, um, and I, I think this is the big problem when it comes to, uh, just weight loss in general and just like performance in the gym because I, I've seen a lot of people who rely on pre-workout or caffeine because they're like, they're exhausted because they didn't get enough sleep and they don't get enough sleep, you know, very often. And I think this is a, this is a huge problem when it comes to weight loss in general. So, uh, make sure you get an, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And, um, if you can get six to eight, eight hours, do it. If you can, Uh, make some kind of bedtime routine where you're going to sleep around the same time every night. Like I said, being consistent. I mean, not being consistent. Like you have to be consistent with your, your bedtime routine and try to at least try to go to sleep at the same time every night. Um, I I know some people who pretty much go to bed at the same time and then they wake up at the same time. So like, that's what you have to do when you're not getting enough sleep. Uh, Next point is drinking enough water. And I know there's like this big misconception about how much water you should be drinking. Um, I've heard a gallon. I've heard half your body weight. I, I think it, I think it works. Whatever works for you works for you. Um, I've I've lately been trying to drink somewhere between a hundred ounces and a, a gallon of water a day. Um, I have seen a big difference. Uh, on the scale and just in general, like with performance, when it can when it, when it comes to water and being hydrated. Um, I think that, uh, for me, a gallon works best. Um, but like a hundred ounces, it's hundred ounces. is, 100 ounces is just like my minimum that I can, I can really go to, but I think whatever works for you, like if it's, if you can only get 60 and you feel like you're, you feel like you're refreshed and you're not like dragging or like always hungry or always thirsty, then go for it. But, um, use some kind of guidelines. Like, like I said, I've, 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 used half my body weight, which for me, half my body weight, I'm eighteen now. So that's still a lot of water. That's over. That's like a gallon gallon and some change of water. Like that's a lot of water for me. Um, but a gallon, a, a gallon has, has, has worked for me the best. So that's what I, I typically use, um, over the last few weeks. And I, I feel great with it. Like I just, uh, before I started recording this podcast, I finished a gallon. So, that works just the best for me and like whatever works for you, then, then do it. So, um, the last point that I want to, uh, bring up on this podcast is letting go of restriction. Um, and there's a caveat and there's a caveat to this. So, uh, when it comes to restriction, I know a lot of people will go gung ho and they go, um, I'm going to drop a, B's C and D. I'm not going to eat any of these foods, blah, blah, blah. and, that's gonna work for me, and unless you're doing like keto or something like that, which it's like you're like you're more lower carb or anything like that, um, I wouldn't do it long term. Uh, not 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 keto. I'm not talking about keto. I'm talking about like if you like donuts or pizza or like I don't know, like whatever you like. Like if you like donuts, if you're a, a person that like I like peanut butter cups. That's that's my that's my jam. In the beginning. And if you know, Emily, um, Emma's the biggest loser. Um, I told her this when I first started, uh, losing weight again back in February that, um, in March from February to March, I was going to go just whole Foods. So it was just like, like completely like no candy, no sugar, anything like that. And that's what I did. Um, in the beginning, I think that that's, that works well. Um, in the beginning, I think that works well. I think you have to do that because you're so prone to having all this stuff that it's not, your brain's not really reprogrammed to have all this stuff. So you're, you're, you're always going to have kind of an attachment to it. And I think that, and and for me, I'm just, I'm just speaking on my terms, but like for me for the first month, so from February uh, to the end of February to the end of March. I just didn't have any candy and what what ended up happening was I went through with the end of March, the end of April, and I think I didn't start eating any kind of like candy or chocolate or anything like that until like the end of May uh, because I just didn't, I didn't really want it because I haven't had it in, at that point in three months. So I, th- I think that works well in the beginning because you're kind of reprogramming yourself to just to eat um, whole foods or like a certain keto foods or If you're like paleo or anything like that, like you, you're pretty much giving your, you're you're pretty much giving your body a reset. Like you're saying that I'm going to take a break from this, this, and this that I have an addiction to, and then you're kind of like slowly bringing it back in once you've kind of got into a routine. I think, and I think that works Um, long term. I wouldn't, I would not restrict. Like if you have been in this the weight loss thing for a while and you're, and you're now like kind of solid and you you feel like you're okay with it. I would not, I, I would not restrict like long-term um, for me. I know I'm a fan of peanut butter cups and I will have them. If I, if I, if I would have them first, if they fit in my calorie budget. And then second, if I just am like craving them, a lot. Like if there's been a day or two where I just like, I'm like, I could use a peanut butter cup. Then I will just, like I said, first off, make sure my calories are on point where I can fit it in. And then I'll just, I'll have it. And I just won't even think about it. So that's, for me, that that works well for me. But you you do what you, you think is best for you. But I, I think that's the biggest thing that has helped my weight loss is not feeling like I, I can't have certain things. I can't have certain foods or anything like that like it if that works for you go for it but don't feel like you have to be beholden to like I can't have a piece of cake ever again I can't have a donut ever again I can't have an an Oreo ever again like if you want to have it have it but don't don't have it in the beginning but have it later later on once you kind of are into a routine and and that's that's what I would do. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope all this helps anybody who's like just really listening to it. So, uh, let me recap what I just talked about, um, for the last 27 minutes. Uh, number one, uh, the first weight loss, weight loss mistake is like a food, like a food tracking and journaling. Uh, number two is not being consistent uh, number three is ignoring strength training. Number four is lack of sleep. Number five is not drinking enough water. Number six is prioritizing exercise over food. And number seven is letting go of restriction. So I hope that helps. I know that was that was a lot of information. And I know at some point I was kind of rambling, but I, I, I wanted to hopefully help somebody who is either starting weight loss because I know we're getting very close to the end of the year. And I know that... Somebody's going to need some help with, with weight loss. They might wait till you know to January 1st, or they might start before January 1st. But I wanted to put this information out there. So if, if it helps somebody, then so be it. Um, again, I hope that helps. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at Willie Gillis. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for the podcast, you can email me at whatilove4podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will see you next week.